It's time for the go-home edition of Wrestling Perspective Podcast on the heels of the 2017 TLC pay-per-view. Can Dennis Farrell himself continue his undefeated streak? We'll find out. P.D. Williams, what's up? How's she going, eh? I think uh, I think this podcast has turned into like just you putting yourself over. Oh, can I can you know do my undefeated streak? Can it continue? Oh my goodness! Uh... There there have only been three major undefeated streaks in pro wrestling. It's Oscar, Goldberg, and Dennis Farrell. Oh, the Undertaker. The, when, well, you know the WrestleMania one. Yeah, there, there's four. So four major undefeated streaks. Yeah, and if I had to rank them, I'd probably say like Undertaker first yeah. because it was over so many um, years. Then uh, it's a toss-up between you and Goldberg. So I, I would, I'll put Goldberg first just because it became first, and then you and then Oscar. So I mean, yeah. I have to disagree with you. I would put <laughs> Goldberg and Oscar above Undertaker. Really, twenty-one years of like undefeated WrestleManias. That I don't think that'll ever ever be broken. Here, here's my problem with that. You're you're putting over a streak that happened one night a year, and and towards the end, it was the only night a year that the Undertaker would come out and wrestle. Over two streaks where they were doing it week in and week out. I, I to me, I have a problem with putting. Someone who's putting the work in every night, every week for 500 days over a guy that did it 21 times over 21 years. Now you got to remember, Undertaker's undefeated streak was legit. Goldberg's, he didn't, he wasn't really like 175 and 0. He didn't wrestle 175 times to get on. Like it, it, they each time they went back to Nitro, they were like, yeah, he had a match here. This is all before the internet, so they maybe upped it two wrestling matches that he never even had. So what would you say about Asuka then? Um, I don't even know what – do they even have a number of her? Think, That's why I ranked her fourth out of all I think all it was like 500. <laughs> Are you serious? 500? I think so. I, you know, uh, let me let me use this old Google machine. and uh, But, yeah, so you would still put that over someone that did it week in and week out? Yeah, because the way I look at it is uh, – uh, well, I don't know. Because, like, let's take – the Oakland Athletics, and then most recently Cleveland Indians, like that, you know, undefeated streak, that winning streak, you know, which is impressive. They did it once. But if you look at somebody like, I don't know, the Montreal Canadiens in hockey where they won like five Stanley Cups in a row, um, you know, I mean, that's impressive because they had to be legit good for five years in a row, not just one small span of time. Let's see here. I'm really, I'm, I'm quickly looking up this thing. Uh, her 500-plus day reign as uh, NXT Women's Champion. Oh, that so that's the reign of champion. So it wasn't the actual matches she had. But, but, I, but she was undefeated yeah. in NXT, so I, I don't know. I'm, that is impressive. I'm, I'm sure Very. someone smarter than us will message us and tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can we do something a little different this week? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do our TLC predictions first. Usually we wait till the end of the pay-per-view. We are pressed for time this week as I'm heading towards Cleveland. You have to work. You have a charity show this Thursday night, which by the time this is out, it would have already happened with uh, Rhino. Yep, it'll be, uh, I'll be in the main event. Big main event, PD Williams, Canadian Destroyer against uh, Idris Abraham. He uh, also, he was in the Super X Cup uh most recently for Impact Wrestling. Um, 
yeah, he's he's one of Scott's graduates too, and you know it's going to be a good show. It's a it's a charity event. Um, it's only going to be like a couple hours long, seven thirty to probably nine thirty. Ryan wants to get out of there. It's at the Knights of Columbus in Allen Park, Michigan. If you're around, stop by. I think tickets are only like ten bucks or something like that. Will you tell Rhino I said hi? Absolutely. Do you think he'll know who I am? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't know. I, I don't know. He probably won't. All yeah. right, let's start with the TLC predictions. Let's start with the Shield versus Mints. I, I have to get my pen out because I have to write down my predictions for our Sharpshooter article over at WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Plug. All right, Shield versus Miz, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, Cesaro. And now, by the way, Kane is in this match. Yeah, right? I mean, that's pretty That's pretty cool, I, was, I guess. I, you know what? When... When the whole thing went down on Monday night and uh, Mr. Perfect's boy, Curtis Axel, comes out and was like, you know, I'm going to show him that I'm the, I'm the fifth man. I said, all right, there's no chance he's the fifth man. I, I kind of saw that coming, but I didn't know who the fifth man was. And I was surprised that it was Kane. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a sh- did he come out with his mask on? I didn't see the segment. Yes. Did he? Did he do the mask? He okay, the great. Mask. I love that he wasn't corporate Kane or anything. Right. And I, I don't think it's gonna be. A, I don't think it'll be a long term thing. I think Kane will probably do this TLC pay per view thing and then go back um, and run him for yeah, or maybe you know he'll stick around for maybe one more pay per view like Survivor Series. And maybe like wrestle Roman Reigns or or something like that, you know, kind of try to avenge Undertaker, like his brothers, um, how he beat his winning streak and all that kind of stuff, or retired the Undertaker, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't see it being long term. He is running for office right now, so um, yeah, I, I, I just don't see it being a long term thing. I think they needed it. Um, this this pay per view, if you look at the card, there's no title matches. I don't believe. There's um, the women's the, and the 205 Live, I believe. Yeah. But okay. no major titles. It, yeah, no, like, Intercontinental tag, you know, uh, heavyweight title, nothing like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how many people watch this. And and I think this goes with every single time. On paper, I think this looks like a bad pay-per-view. But whenever it is, looks like a bad pay-per-view on paper, it ends up surprising me and doing very well. So I'm hoping that's the case because on paper it looks pretty bad. So the Shield being back together, and you know, I, I think we've talked off and on the air about how it would take a major force to bring the Shield back together. I feel like Braun, Miz, Sheamus, and Cesaro, if it was drawn out a little bit more, could have felt like that major force. I, I would could, and then you throw Kane in. If you would have had these four guys, these five guys, creating destruction for. A month or so i could have really bought in that the shield is is back to fight these guys to me it just seems like they're like all right give me uh five guys that aren't doing anything real quick so we can throw them together and have a reason to bring the shield together it seems rushed um yes i agree and i think they're doing that because i think they realize like hey we don't have john cena we don't have brock lesnar what can we do for a our ratings to make sure our ratings stay up to par um, and then not only that, but uh, like what's going to be our big match in the pay-per-view. So I think they were kind of backed into a corner with that. Um, and I also think, I, I don't know if you, you, I know you saw raw, but 
our whole disagreement with, is this good for Roman Reigns' character? Put him back in the shield. As soon as they handed him the mic, did I hear the crowd boo? Nope. They didn't They didn't do a subtle boo? I think they did. It, it is dying out every week, and especially now that he has... I, if you watch that segment, he got the mic and basically told Kurt Angle, get the hell out of my ring, which gave him a little bit of an edge and really kind of feels like a heel turn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not really, but uh, maybe that's what he needs so that the crowd doesn't boo him. I, I'm still staying strong with my belief that once you take him away from the shield, the crowd's going to boo him, and I know you're going to stay the other way. So, you know, I can't wait till this plays out. So you're taking the shield over Miz, Braun Strowman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking them over, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't think I, – I, I can't see them putting the shield back together. And then them losing right away. Um, but if they did have an out, it would be like, hey, we had to wrestle five guys. Um, you know, like, of course we're going to lose. But I, I just see the Shield winning. Um, they need that for this pay-per-view since it's it's looking pretty bad on paper. They need something to send the people home happy. That's going to be the main event. Um, and I, I think that's going to be a really good match. They have enough. There's eight guys in it. So it's not going to be lackluster because there's going to be a fresh pair of like lungs and legs in there each time. So I think it'll be good. I look at this match and I figure, all right, if the Shield were to lose, how do you make them lose to protect them? You have the five guys thing. You you know, I, I think individually the only guy in there that has beaten them all might be Braun Strowman. I don't see Seamus Cesaro in The Miz as a – or – King is a real threat to the Shield. Braun Strowman's the only guy. Do they use this match to put Braun Strowman over? Which they very well could. He needs it at this point, in my opinion. I'm going to go with the Shield, but boy, this has something written all over it, and I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, no, I I, I know what you mean. Maybe it's going to lead towards Braun and Kane. Maybe they do something to... Kind of, and that's that's maybe their out. Like, hey, we got five guys. Why can't we beat this team of three? You know, maybe they turn on each other. They, you know, do whatever. And then it's left like kind of like a three on three. And, of course, the Shield are going to win. Um, the, who takes the pinfall is very interesting. I mean, we should almost say who's going to take the pinfall. I tell you what. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to either be Cesaro or Kane. Yeah, I, I was thinking that, too. I'm like, okay. But I think maybe... It'll be Miz because he's the big mouthpiece behind it. I think it might mean more if they just like knocked him silly and and pinned him. So I'll go with Miz. See, here's the thing: if Miz takes a pin, it doesn't help him. If Miz pins someone, it would. But with Kane only being limited on TV, I really feel like Kane's going to be the guy to take the pin because it won't hurt his character development in the future. Yeah, I. I mean, that's that's very logical. I just think Miz is going to do it because um, I think the crowd will want to see Miz get pinned more than they want to see Kane get pinned. Because, I mean, this big return, I mean, you haven't seen Kane in a while. Whenever you don't see a wrestler for a very long time, they usually get cheered. If you look at Seth Rollins when he came back from his knee injury, um, like the first, when he had the big one, when he was out for like uh, eight months or whatever, when he came back, he was the hottest heel on TV for, for a minute. Everybody hated him. They were booing him. When he came back, they cheered him. And they were going nuts for him until he cut the promo and then 
turned and went back to a heel. But the crowd, when they don't, when I don't see somebody for that long, they want to cheer them. So Kane's still kind of like a, a, a little bit of a baby face just because you haven't seen him in a long time. And it's exciting to the fans to see somebody that they haven't seen in a while. Let's move on and talk about Alexa Bliss and Mickey James match. Uh, listen, I actually think Bliss is going to drop the belt here to Mickey James. They keep teasing this, uh, was it she's a seven-time women's champion, could be eight. It would tie her with somebody else. I think I think this is a time that they give Mickey James the belt. Um, I'm going to go with that. that's good. Like I like what you said there. It's very logical. You know, give Mickey one last run before she actually does retire. And, um, and on the flip side, while you think about this, Alexa Bliss has been the MVP champion. There's nobody else in that division that is really selling being the champion the way Alexa Bliss has. So you need a way to get the belt off of her and, and maybe rehab some of the other ladies. Losing the belt isn't going to hurt Alexa Bliss's character run. She's lost it before. She's delivered amazing promos trying to get the belt back. I think Mickie James gets it. You could have her drop it to somebody else and then have Alexa chase that other person. Yeah, that, that's very logical too. Um, I'm, I'm still going to go with uh, Bliss just because I, I was thinking Mickie. I really was. I'm like, I should pick Mickie. But knowing WWE, right, I want Mickie to win, but just knowing WWE – I'm like, I think they'll keep it on Bliss. I just think they'll do something like that just because that's what they do. And I'm kind of trying to, like, uh, call ahead of time what WWE is doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't have picked it like that. But now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put some, like, a spin of logic on it. Like, what are, what are the writers thinking, you know? So um, I'm going to go with uh, Bliss. Okay. Uh, Asuka versus Emma, no doubt. Asuka. All right, we'll move on to the next yeah. one. <laughs> Um, Pumpkin faced the demon Finn Balor, which was very weird to see in that promo, versus a weird sister Abigail, depending on what the internet rumors are. And I actually looked some up. They say Bray Wyatt and his brother Bo might be on the way out of the WWE. I don't believe that. It comes from one of those sites that's a lot of uh, speculation stuff. Listen, I actually think they're going to put Bray Wyatt over here. Um, I was thinking that because I'm like, geez, how many matches do they just have? Two? And Finn won them, bo- won them both? Mm-hmm. So I don't even know why they're having a third match. Maybe to get the Sister Abigail character over. Um, I, I, I want to say Bray, but I'm going to go with Finn. I'm, I'm just going to go with Finn. Yeah, look, Finn's a smart choice here. If I had to put smart money, it's, it's going to be on Finn. He's won two out of the last two. They have a third match. They introduce Sister Abigail to me, which says, look, they may give Bray Wyatt a pity win here. And I don't know what it does for either one of these characters. I think they're both kind of muddled in the middle. And a win and a loss doesn't really help each one of their development either way. Yeah, I I just think from this point, um, you know, obviously Lesnar's going to be going on a feud with Jinder Mahal at Survivor Series. But then after that... um, I feel that Finn is going to be the next one to line up against Brock just because he keeps talking about it. He keeps putting hints like, I never lost my Universal Championship, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think they're just going to continuously keep having Finn win, build him up, just like they did with Braun Strowman, and then just feed him to Brock Lesnar. Um, that's just what I think. 
All right, let's move on because we're going to talk about that actually towards the end of this podcast. So that's why I wanted to knock this out. Let's uh, Kalisto versus Enzo for the Cruiserweight Championship. I tell you what, I'm going to say Enzo gets it back here. Enzo, to me, I don't know how he is backstage. You hear the rumors, but it, on the mic, I I hate his personality. His character does not get over with me. But the last, since going to 205 Live, he's he's rehabbed his character. He put a little tweak on it to be this cocky hill, and and I am I'm loving what he's doing right now. So I I can't see. Kalisto holding on to that belt much longer. Yeah, I think uh, I think Enzo will win it back at this one, um, and then you know maybe they'll have an additional match like a rubber match down the road. Who cares? But we're talking about right now. I think Enzo's going to win. He's going to get the belt back because um, there's no draw when you have that the Kalisto, which is kind of like a bland baby face right now. Until they have, and they haven't had this yet. They haven't had like a cornerstone baby face for that 205 Live division. They haven't. They tried it with Austin Aries. They were almost there. They fell a little bit short. Um, Jack so you Gallagher. can't keep it. Ja- yeah, Jack Gallagher. But, I mean, the, that's the closest it. they got. There was nobody. So you got to put it back on the heel until you build up a, a good baby face. Do I know who that baby face is? Nope. But I think you get the belt back on Enzo, and then Enzo will help build the other baby face characters. What should be on the kickoff show, but for some reason isn't, is Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan versus Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick. Uh, th- this is a tough one to tell because I could care less on who wins. They could all fall down and pin each other, and I would be like, whatever. Um, I'm going to – do you have a pick? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Give me uh, – boy, you know, give me Brian Kendrick and Jack – I, I don't know why. Maybe it's a flip a coin. I, I feel mm-hmm. like they're the two bigger names out of the four. So you got to give them the win. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go opposite just because of what I said in my in my previous pick with Enzo winning. Um, I'm going to go with Swan and Alexander just because I think you need to build up some baby faces. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe those two or Alexander I could see moving into the title pitcher or something like that. Um, but I'm going to give it to the baby faces on this one. And uh, Sasha Banks, Alicia Fox, it's Banks. I'm, I'm going to go with Banks as well. I don't see Alicia Fox. You know, I don't think she's ready yet. And just for giggles here, let's say that they have a match that's added, which easily could be Elias versus Titus O'Neil. Ah. Uh, do you, do you want to try to make a prediction on a fake match that isn't yet called, or should we just call it a wash? Um, I mean, we could try. Why not? What's it hurt? Um, you think it's going to be like Elias and, and Titus? I think it's going to be Elias and Titus. They've been battling back and forth now, and it could be a kickoff show matchup, but I really feel like they're going to be added to the card. Okay. I think it'll be Elias and uh, Gallows and Anderson six-man match versus Titus and his, his group there, Apollo Crews. And does he have Tozawa with him or something, or does he have another guy? See, oh, I don't know, but I, I like where your head is because it could be. Let's let's assume it's a six-man tag match. So, yeah, so it would but be, I, I think Elias would go over. They're, they're really pushing him right now. Because it would be Elias, Gallows, and Anderson versus Apollo Crews and probably maybe Jason Jordan? Oh, man, I didn't even think of that. If that's the case, they're putting Jordan over. Right. 
um, on one of uh, – man, that's tough. That is really tough. I think I'm going to go and team Titus on this one. Yeah. If, if I'll tell you what. If Jordan's in the match, team Titus is going to win. If Jordan is not in the match, then I think Elias' team will win. Okay. Uh, there we go. That's our TLC predictions. Uh, we want to know what yours are. You can head over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Go over to our Facebook page, like it, and tell us what you think. Now, let's talk some quick news and rumors. A lot of stuff coming out. Look, as we had said, do you like what they're doing, Sammy Zayn, real quick? Yeah. I mean, it gives them more purpose as a character. Um, Sammy Zayn's like such a great worker. I, I, I've worked him many times when he was El Generico. And it, they, it seems like they weren't like doing anything with him. You know, he was that guy that was you know, putting over the new guys coming in that they wanted to kind of push, like uh, the, the heels, like Elias Sampson and all that kind of stuff. And he was just kind of there. And I think it was a waste of, of talent, pretty much. And now they have him, like, with Kevin Owens, seems like he has a purpose, more eyes are on him, it puts an edge to his character. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely like it. Anytime there's something, like, new and it breathes, like, a, a fresher breath air into the product, I like that stuff. I do too. I like the fact that they've they haven't teased it, but they've they their friendship has been the focal point of any time they're on the same show. They've really pushed this we're best friends or we were he turned and now that they're back together, I'm kinda digging it. Now as long as it's not Owens and Chris Jericho ripoff, the festival of friendship stuff, I'm okay with this. Yeah, so uh, that's a, immediately what I thought. I'm like, oh, they're just going to do this whole friendship thing again, and then it's going to fall apart when one of them turns on the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that could very much be it. Um, I, I hope it's not, uh, but you just you never know. I mean, one of the, one of the true storylines that always gets over since the beginning of wrestling time is you have a tag team or you have you know a friendship and eventually it's going to implode, and it one's going to turn on the other, and it's going to lead to a feud. I mean, it's been happening since since before I was born in wrestling. So you know it's going to happen. You just don't know how it's going to happen. And as we talked about at the top of the podcast, I kind of stopped you. The Survivor Series rumors that we will get Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar, no title on the line at Survivor Series, Here's my thought process on this. Why? Because you're going to expose Jinder Mahal for the fraud that we all know. He's yet to have a clean win. You're not going to give Jinder the win over a Brock Lesnar, even cheating. Let's be honest with ourselves. I, I, I like that if he pursued it and then backed away at the last minute. But to me, having these two face each other makes no sense whatsoever. Um, they, they've done it before, but they've done it to like, uh, unite the titles. Right. Like I remember the big last big one was years ago when, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan was just starting to get it super over. They had the big scene of resort and feud and they were going to unite the titles or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't think, uh, it's going to be interesting to see because do they have one of them go over? Do they have Brock beat Jinder Mahal after he like. Yeah, you know, beats up the Singh brothers and all that kind of stuff. Or you, do you have Jinder Mahal go over on Bra? Like, you just don't know 
what they're going to do. I should there be a no finish? Something happens at the end. Um, I I just it's going to be a cool selling point to the pay per view because it's champion versus champion, but it's not no titles are on the line, and I just don't see. What's the purpose of having that? Because somebody's going to be made to look weak if somebody does lose. And then does that mean they're the weaker champion? That whoever beats them in the future is going to be the weaker competitor for that that brand, for that title? Uh, so it's going to have to be a non-finish. It's, it'll have to be. I've said this before on many podcasts, and this is if this is your first time listening to PD and myself, Survivor Series needs to go back to the traditional Survivor Series way where it's four versus four, and then the survivors go on to a battle royal. I, to me, that's the, that's the Survivor Series I want to see. And I, I, I also want to see Survivor Series on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I remember uh, when Survivor Series used to be on Thanksgiving. Actually, I remember one year going to Joe Louis Reno. It was Thanksgiving Eve, and Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan for his first uh, title win. But... I like that because, you know, that was like a Wednesday um, and I had school the next day, whatever. But they had a bunch of those traditional Survivor Series matches, which, you know, I, I loved. I fell in love with when I was a kid. I liked those things to see who, what team was going to win and then the buildup and all that kind of stuff. But then they had like, you know, Hulk Hogan's title on the line. They still gave us that, like a title match. So it wasn't like a wash pay-per-view or nothing really mattered. Um, so they had other little matches, too, which I like. So. And I think this Survivor Series, I think they'll do it. I think they'll have at least one traditional Survivor Series match because it is a, a dual brand pay-per-view. And I think it's going to be like they did years ago when there used to be two brands, the split brands, where it's like Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. And I think we're going to get it. And I don't know what's going to be on the line with it or anything, but I think we'll get that at least one traditional match. What and the- women, women too will probably be – a men's version and then a women's version of uh, uh, Raw versus SmackDown. Let me ask you this. Whether you were in it or not, what is your all-time favorite pay-per-view? Not named WrestleMania. Let's throw that out because that's the easy one. Uh, Royal Rumble, like of a WWE pay-per-view, definitely Royal Rumble. Um, it's I, I always liked – you get anticipation every two minutes or a minute and a half whenever they decide that day to – have a new competitor come to the ring and it was like oh who's going to be it's just really you get participation and anticipation every two minutes and then who's going to win right and eliminate it like it's it's very exciting to see that and you know it's going to be an hour-long match um i would say that's probably my favorite pay-per-view well my favorite match type anyways my favorite pay-per-view was always halloween havoc from wcw I don't know what it is, but that was always my favorite pay-per-view to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, Halloween Havocs were good. Uh, I like, you know, they did the, um, you know, they made a big deal out of it being Halloween. Um, what I liked in WCW was, and this is going back to Royal Rumble, I liked the, not the war games, but like, the, I think they called it World War Three. Yes. Where they had the three rings, and then once like they got the down to a certain number of competitors, they all combined in one ring. I thought that was pretty cool too, that concept. So I, I like pay-per-views that you're going to have that match that you look forward to for a year on that pay-per-view, like the Money in the Bank. You know, I, I look forward to that because I know it's going to be happening soon. And then the like Royal Rumble, Hell in the Cell, 
just things that you're, you know you're going to get back in WCW days, World War III. Um, I like the fact that they're doing um, some house shows and they're going to have like war games and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Starcade is coming up as well as a, as a house show. So I like that they're incorporating that stuff back in. It's about time. WCW did have some, some really good name pay-per-views. They were not always executed great, but they were good named pay-per-views. Uh, you know, Class of the Champions every year was exciting for me as a kid because it was a free pay-per-view and it, it had that pay-per-view type feel. So, you you know, we didn't get pay-per-views. Here's, can I, can I say the old man thing? And I don't know if I said this on a podcast yet or not, but back in our day, pay-per-views were like 70 bucks and... It was like a pain in the butt to order them if you could get your parents to do it. And then it was a wash whether it was a good pay-per-view or not. So, you know, at best you'd hope three weeks later you could buy the VHS tape at, you know, one of the grocery stores somewhere. And that's how you would find out who won stuff. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger watching pay-per-views, I think pay-per-views were like twenty nine ninety five. I remember I looked in my uh, – back in Canada, we used to get uh, – um, the equivalent to HBO was the movie network for us. We'd get every month in the mail, like, hey, here's the movie network. Here's all the shows, the lineup. The pro- it's kind of like a TV guide, but for that, for that, uh, you know, uh, the movie network. And then it would have, I would flip through, oh, let's see what the pay-per-view poster is and how much it is and stuff. And then they would have whatever, The Rock versus Austin, whatever the pay-per-view was. And, you know, twenty nine ninety five would go up to like 10 bucks or 5 bucks if it was WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I didn't really pay for the pay-per-views because even when I was a kid, my dad back in the Hulk Hogan era, when there was only like three or four pay-per-views, we used to go out to a restaurant slash bar somewhere where you could buy food, but you know, can also drink and they would show the pay-per-view. So, I mean, we'd sit there for three hours and I'd be drinking pop and, you know, eating my food and stuff like that. And that's how we'd watch it. So we kind of save money on that, even though you're already spending probably, 20 bucks on food and everything but at least you save a little bit there you go listen as we wrap up this wrestling perspective podcast presented by wrestlinginc.com you want to go over to wrestling inc follow them on facebook and twitter please do that uh, they don't have to put on this podcast they do it because well quite frankly it's pd williams not much yeah it's, it's it's me I, I forced their hand into it pretty much pd is a legend and a television star, so you treat him as such. <laughs> but, yeah, all right, okay. But, but if you're listening to the podcast, you found it enjoyable, go back and listen to some of the past ones and go over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Uh, I don't know if people still bookmark websites anymore. Remember when that used to be a thing? Bookmark the website. I, I, I bookmark a, on my phone. I bookmark websites because I don't have to type it in each time. I just It's on my favorites and – I bookmark it. Do I do it on the computer, though? Eh, I don't know if I do. I don't. I think I have a couple. Yeah. I don't know. But don't. bookmark it. Yeah. 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 Go old school, man. Go old school. Bookmark it. There's a link to PD's Twitter, Twitter IPD Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at Dennis77Farrell. Our Facebook page. Go over and like it. We're really trying to push that. That's where we're going to engage most of you guys. We'll ask daily and weekly questions. I think over the weekend we posted, what was your favorite wrestling match of this week? Pete, as we wrap this up, what was your favorite wrestling match, whether it was live or something you watched recorded? What was the, your favorite wrestling match you watched this week? 
Um, you know, it's. Can I go to an indie show on this one that I that yes. I actually watched? Yep. Whether it's live, or okay. on TV, or recorded from the past. Okay. Yeah. So at uh, this past Saturday in Windsor, Ontario, I mean, they, we had an awesome show, Border City Wrestling, and uh, you know, like Ray Mysterio was there, Tito Santana, myself. We had Santino Morella, and we had uh, WWE UK champion Pete Dunn was there, and he wrestled uh, another you know local guy named Aiden Prince, and. They had a they had a phenomenal match. That Pete Dunn guy, he's uh he's so young and he's like scary good. I'm really excited to see what the future holds for him. Um, but they they had a an, an awesome match. I loved it so much. Did you talk to any of those guys? What was uh, what was your feeling after talking or being around them? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had to. So Scott, you know, he I think they filmed some of that as well for uh, clips on Impact. Um, because Ed Nordholm was there, the, you know, owner of impact and Anthem and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, OVE was on the show, the tag champs and, uh, they were getting some things clipped up for, uh, for impact. And, uh, Scott has a lot going on. So he has agents and I was one of the agents myself and John Bolin. And I had to agent uh, my match as well as, uh, Pete Dunn and Aiden Prince's match, you know, just make sure, you know, all with all the production stuff with the camera work, uh, what's going to happen next and all that kind of stuff dives to the outside, all the stuff that takes with production and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was good talking to everybody, I guess. And any word you talked to Holmes, did you guys talk business? I put you on the spot. You can say no comment, but did I talked to who about business was this Ed, Ed Holmes, uh, Nord home. Um, well, no, uh, not really. I mean, I saw Ed, um, Kind of. I mean, w- w- the the way the layout is of this new facility is that uh, the the old college that I went to, um, but they built this new facility and it's really nice. And uh, I know they were filming some clips and stuff for there, but I, from my understanding, I think Ed might want to have like some either like televised maybe shows there or maybe some house shows or whatever. Um, I think he's looking, you know, to branch the product out like we did in the past. Um, so I think he's always. Ed's always thinking business, so I think he was looking at this setup being like, man, we got like 1,500 people here. This is great. Um, you know, and I know they're a Canadian company, so and that that's like a border city right close to America, so we could get a lot of people in there. Um, but yeah, and then he introduced me to, man, I can't remember who he introduced me to, but once again, he's like, hey, come here, Petey. He's like, he's even calling him Petey. He's like, this is the Canadian Destroyer. I don't even know if he knows my name. He just knows I'm the Canadian Destroyer. And then he'll introduce me to uh, one of his executives or whatever. And I remember we were talking and then I hear my music play. I had to go to the ring. So I had to leave abruptly. I'm like, sorry, guys, I got to go. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's all it's always good talking, Ed. Well, my favorite match I watched was recorded from the past. I uh, believe it was February ish of 91. It was, oh, a, it was okay. a war games match. Sting, Brian Pillman. In the Steiners versus the Four Horsemen. Oh, wow. How'd that go? It, it went great. I'm not going to tell you the end of the match. It was just, you know, it was those. I grew up WCW. I felt like I wanted to see some old school sting. I bought the 2K18 WWE game, getting my butt kicked left to right. So it was nice to watch wrestling and not personally lose. How is that game? It's hard. I look, it's, I, it's, it's fun though. Uh, I, I've, I've, d- I've downloaded some people's created characters, which have looked pretty good. 
I'm really enjoying this. I like the mix of old school, new school wrestlers that came with the game. And then your downloaded wrestlers. Like, there was a great looking CM Punk I downloaded. It was really cool. Do they have a downloaded Petey Williams? They got you. I think they had one in 2K17. They did have one in 2K17. I haven't seen one yet. And I almost tweeted a picture of a 2K17 one out at you this week. Did, does it look all right? It does. I don't have the game, so it does look okay. You're not much of a gamer, though, are you? You're not. Um, just I, I was, I used to be, and then kids happened, and then now I'm like into my kids rather than games now. Uh, I, I just, you know, I just I wish I could be a gamer, man, but I just can't. But I want to so bad. Other than this Thursday, do you have any upcoming shows? Yep, I have one. Um, Saturday, I just retweeted. Can't remember the name of the company. Um, but yeah, this Saturday it's in Philly and, uh, looks to be a good show. I think, uh, Chris Masters is also on the show. Um, and then yeah, Thursday, Saturday, and then the following weekend I'm back at smash. Um, so yeah, good, good things coming up. And as always, if you see Peter or myself at one of these shows, tell us you're a fan of the podcast, get a free autographed PD Williams picture. And if the demand is high enough, we're talking about creating some shirts. So yeah. let, let us know if you would be interesting in a wrestling perspective podcast shirt. Yeah, let, let, please let us know because uh, we got some uh, uh, very rough designs that we're we're thinking about. But we'll, we don't want to do it if nobody's interested in it. Yeah, let's be honest. That is absolutely true. So if you see us yeah. on any shows, come up to us, say hi. You can Google me. I, I know people will walk by and be like, oh, that's Dennis Farrell? So... <laughs> <laughs> they're so shocked they're like you're much handsomer than i thought Dude, of course you're, you're <laughs> not an internet troll oh man so all right we're wrapping this up pd enjoy the rest of your week uh good luck on this pay-per-view unseating the champ well uh, all right i will all right boys <laughs> and girls that's this week's wrestling perspective podcast we'll talk to you later